0: Warning, this podcast contains sexual content, graphic language, and bodily functions. Get over it.
1: I had a bunch of Chipotle napkins in my purse. And I just knew I would need them for something and I didn't know what. And after I did the interview two days ago, um, I was walking to my car and I felt a little squishy squish. And I thought maybe I was spotting uh, for my period because I've been spotting irregularly. And I get to my car and I get into my car and I pull down my pants and I take these Chipotle napkins and I wipe my vagina and nope, it's just discharge. So I say, oh great. And I fold it up and I just stick it in my car door and I have discharge napkin in my car door. There's also an old banana peel. I keep all my banana peels there. Um, I save them up until I go get gas at the gas station and then I empty them out. So my car always smells like a uh, banana bread or just warm old banana peel. I also keep, uh, used silverware in my purse. Um, you know, coffee cups, like mugs. I, I take them out of my house and I don't necessarily take a travel mug if I leave my house. I'll just put it in a regular mug. And then I'll have an old mug with old coffee in it that also lives in my purse. So at any time, I have two or three dirty forks, two or three old coffee mugs in my purse, discharge napkin, banana peel in my car, and uh, a lot of shame. The coffee cups will usually spend not very long, like a day or two in my car. The silverware, though, that's real easy to forget about. That can spend a couple weeks floating in my purse. Just an old fork with maybe a dried piece of rice stuck to it. That'll stay in there for a while. I mean, I just had shame because nobody wants to admit they rubbed Chipotle napkin on their puss. I'm, But I am glad I didn't spot on my new undies. You know, I'm glad it was just normal dissy, <laughs> dissy chargey. Well, now that we're talking about it, I'm gonna keep it forever, and I'm gonna move it to my glove box, and I'm gonna have a discharge napkin in my glove box. I'm Heather Ann Gottlieb, and this is Dirty Girl, the podcast about women and our secretly disgusting lives, because there's more than one way to get dirty. On this week's episode, things that come out of your body when they're not supposed to. Here's three rad bitches.
2: I have been doing humanitarian work for like the past 5 years and it the sort of the dream was to work in Africa and I ended up going to DR Congo for I was working with a nonprofit that um, build schools and war zones and I was teaching like a summer creative program. It was summer It was hot and everyone was kind of wearing like sandals a couple of people in our team started getting these Like noticing things on their feet. They're called mango worms They burrow into your toes and they they're so tiny that like you don't see this happening or feel it um, and they feed off your connective tissue and your toes. That's why they like toes so much. Cause they just eat your connective tissue. Um, so this guy was like, I know how to extract these. And he had like this surgical kit and like needles and tweezers. And I watched as like some of my team members were getting these things taken out of their feet and they were acting like they were in labor. Like they were acting, it was so painful. And <laughs> I was like, Oh man, this looks awful. Um, and I was thinking, I'm not, I'm good. I don't have any weirdness on my feet. I'm good. And I, being a humanitarian, (laughs) I hadn't ever gotten a pedicure. I had always been like, "Mm, I can do my own nails. I can do my own nails. In Rwanda, everything's much cheaper. Your dollar goes a lot farther. And, um, the hotel had a little spa. So, um, had my first pedicure. It was amazing. And then, um, it was the end of the pedicure and, The lady doing my nails just looked down at my foot for a second and then she picked it up and she looked at me and then she started saying like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and I was like what? I'm like, it's fine, like I had no clue why she was saying that. And then she got like tweezers and she started to like pick at something like on the side of my pinky toe and I thought it was just dead skin because my feet had been soaking for so long in the, because of the pedigree in the warm water that I didn't even really feel anything. I was just like, she just must be like getting some dead skin off the side of my feet. I don't know, whatever. And, um, and she kept like saying like, I'm sorry. And she kept like rubbing the side of my feet, like being really, really comforting. Like I I had no idea. I was like, it's fine, but I don't know what's going on, you know? And this was also like a barber shop. So there was like, Uh, people on one side of me getting their hair cut, like, kind of facing me, and then people, you know, also getting their nails done. Um, And she just kept doing that for a little bit, and then she gets these tweezers, and (laughs) I didn't even really see what she was doing, but all of a sudden, she pulls the tweezers out, and there's this, like, lumpy, like, worm larva thing, and everyone in the shop is like... (gasps) And I was so embarrassed and I felt I just felt so bad because I was like obviously this is really gross for her I just kept thinking how bad I felt for that lady and how it seemed like the other ladies were like oh like that probably never happened before to I just kept thinking like I'm probably her worst customer (laughs) like I probably the, the story you know like it's told like
1: but if she said, I'm sorry, she probably knew what it was, right? She knew to pull it out. Yeah,
2: yeah, that is true. Like, she seemed to know, I mean, she seemed maybe shocked at the size of it, probably. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she seemed to know that there was something in there she needed to take care of. But it was, that was kind of, like, a weird experience being unable to really talk so much, but then doing this very personal thing, but, like, unable to communicate in the middle of it was kind of awkward because it was like, yeah, I couldn't explain myself. I just had to let her do her thing, you know? It's kind of a strange cultural thing, but, yeah. There were a lot of things that were gross to us, like the fact that, you know, toilets were kind of non-existent. Like, they had, like, latrines, you know, and that was kind of, that was incredibly gross to someone who has not grown up with that. Um if you've seen some dog millionaire or anything where it's just like, yep, that's just literally a hole full of shit. Like that's that was the reality. And we did have like one night where we had rats crawling on us, which was kind of gross <laughs> and scarce. Much scarier than having like little worms in your feet. Um, disease wise.
1: Can you talk about that night?
2: Yeah. Um, I look at it. I look back on it as pretty hilarious um, because we had we went into a village and we um, were staying in basically the chief's like hut so you know just whatever he had to give us we were like cool um, some people were sleeping on the ground and my friend and I scored a cot which was seemed better in theory because we were a little bit above the ground um, and I'm pretty freaked out by rats. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'm going to be fine here up above. Up, up, up. Um, and we were squeezed on this little cot. And at one point, I felt something um, crawling on me. And just because of... You could hear them kind of around you. and But you're so tired. You've been like in the heat and the sun all day. And you just need sleep so badly that you're just like, I'm just going to have... Yeah, just zone it out shut it off but at one point I felt something crawling on my foot and just the weight of it you just like knew that it was a rat and I flinched really quickly and I just like kicked my foot up and it hit the wall next to me I made this huge thud noise and I was like oh my gosh Okay. How do I go back to sleep after this? But somehow I did because in those situations like if it was here in LA, I would probably like be like I'm staying somewhere else, you know, but it's like okay, well, the only option is go to sleep outside, you know, and like and everyone just kind of like laughed and then it was like okay, well, we have to this is our reality right now, but yeah, that was thankfully I didn't really feel the like pause or anything because it was on top of my sleeping bag but um yeah that was pretty nuts
1: hey los angeles did you know we have a live show coming up oh my gosh we do you can see us live june 23rd at 1 p.m at the downtown independent isn't that crazy yeah, we're performing at romcom Fest, the inaugural festival celebrating rom-coms. And we're going to be there celebrating being dirty and rom-coms. It's so exciting. Uh, tickets are on sale now at romcomfest.com. So uh, I'll see you there. I'll smell you there. Well, let's queef there together in harmony. A musical of queefs.
3: I have a very gross story, perfect for lunchtime. The year is 2011, and I'm still living in Texas, but about to visit Los Angeles because I am crushing hard on a boy. I was also training for a half marathon at the time and running every single morning in Texas heat slash humidity and and sweating like a guy in politics getting told Ronan Farrow for you, line one. So of course, I get a super attractive infected sweat gland on the base of my neck that looks like a giant boil. I'm asking everybody about it. Does it look bad? Should I go see a doctor? And all of them give me the same gross look like, please stop showing me your infected boil, Kellen. And if they think that, What will the cute boy think when he sees I've got a gross bump on the base of my neck, a place that's very easy to cover up and isn't exactly super sexy anyways? Like, who's leering at the back of your neck in a sexy way and not in a can't-wait-to-get-my-hands-around-that-and-throw-the-body-into-the-trunk? But you know, when you're a crushing horde, you do stupid things. So I marched myself down to emergency care, gave them 60 American dollars, and said, Get this cock-blocking boil off of my neck, please. She takes a look at it and says what I already knew. It's a blocked sweat gland, and she assures me she's seen a lot of these recently on account of it being Texas and people, in general, being gross. She says, We can just lance this guy, give you a tetanus shot, and have you out of here. And on to your normal life in no time. Sounds good. So she numbs the area, which hurts like hell. And so she eventually stops and just goes for it. And has me lay on my stomach while she is on my back. And she's squeezing the life out of this infected, blocked sweat gland. I guess this particular sweat gland is putting up a fight with my doctor. And she's using all of her muscles to lance the sucker to death. And then suddenly it happens. The boil bursts. She lets out a bit of a gasp because it surprised her, as it did me too, because when the boil released its mountain of pus, it did so onto my face. I now have infected body fluids from my own body in my eye, and yes, in my mouth. And with the other eye, I can see the pus has also made its way to the wall. I'm looking at it feeling it, and tasting it all at the same time. This infected fluid, and I start shouting, It's in my mouth! It's in my mouth! It's in my mouth! And she says, Oh, well, that's never happened before. As if she didn't tell me earlier how common infected sweat glands were in our community. And I say, am I okay? I feel like this shouldn't be in my mouth. And she assures me, it's fine. Again, as if she didn't just say, that's never happened before. And therefore, really wouldn't know, would she? So she gave me a tissue. I wiped it out of my mouth. I wiped it from my eye. She continued to lance it, but now it was behaving like a normal infected boil and not like an asshole, so the rest of it went fine. She gave me a tetanus shot, slapped a band-aid on it, and I went to Los Angeles and was rejected by the boy. I did all this for her anyways, and now there's a tiny scar where the boil was. The boil that I sent to death, and the boil said... Fuck you, Kellen. You can't get rid of me. I'm always a part of you.
0: The story that I tell whenever someone's feeling like total, sh- like trash about themselves, I tell this to make them feel better because. It was a low point for me, for sure. And my relationship suffered a little bit after it. So I was 23 years old, and um, I was at Lake Havasu for my boyfriend's fraternity formal. And we had been drinking. I mind you, I was, like, shit-faced on Coors Light or whatever, Keystone, whatever we were drinking at the time. And, I mean, the whole day was just really weird. It was... Like too cold to really be at the lake, so it was kind of like weird that we were there. So I just figured like I should just drink. It'll be more fun if I'm just drunk than whatever this weird situation was. And I was a mess. I was. Everyone was laughing at me, I, but mind you, in my drunk head, I was like, the life of the party. This was great. And um, when I drink, I tend to get a little frisky, and so it was like. Yeah, babe, we should have sex. This is a good idea. We should have sex. And I had had a lot of beer, again, a lot of beer, and I was obviously too bloated. And um I told him that he should go down on me. And so he's in between my legs, and I can feel a fart coming. And I can just feel my stomach turning, and I'm trying to form the words in my head. I was way too drunk to probably be doing anything. And I'm trying to say, like, babe, 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 like, it's coming, it's starting to come forward, and it's coming out both ends, and I was like, uh, Connor, 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 and he goes, what? And then, pff, right into his mouth. <laughs> and it was so bad, but... I'm and it was a big one? Huge, like, he could taste it. he started to gag. Like, it was really gnarly, and, um... I felt so bad, but I still wanted to have sex after. And he he didn't look at me for a long time. We didn't have sex for, like, a few weeks. Like, he was really upset by that. But I was trying. I was trying. I swear to God. I was trying to, like, form the words. But my mouth and my head and my butt were all on the same page. And I just had such a hard time. And he he showered. Like, he didn't want to touch me for a while. <laughs> I mean, look. I, like I said, I was really drunk, so I passed out. Um, but that was probably, yeah, again, one of my really low moments I didn't feel that bad about it I think that's what's really gross about it Is I really didn't feel that bad <laughs> and I was just like, I don't, I couldn't help it Like, I was bloated, I was drunk It was, uh, just, it happens on occasion I just farted
3: in your mouth, it's I just fine.
0: farted some <laughs> gnarly beer fart in your mouth, whatever um, But he was really mad about that And to this day, he still gets really pissed off about it so
1: boyfriend hello um I, I was just chatting with your girlfriend about the time why don't why don't you take me through your experience about the time at the lake during the formal
4: well the time at the lake um from my perspective it was going great until the incident occurred
1: describe the incident
4: well um you know we had just gotten back from the lake And we were getting a little frisky. Um, So I said, okay, well, I'll get things going. And I went downstairs. Um, From my perspective, there was a lot of, like, ooh, Connors. So from my area, I thought I was doing well. Turns out she was trying to get me to stop, and uh, I'm sure that you know the rest.
1: Yes, but I want you to describe it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well... She pulled my head up a little bit, uh, and I looked directly at her, and a small puff of air shot from between her crack into uh, my face, more specifically my mouth. Great. And what was it taste? What did it taste like? Uh, it tasted like a fart. Good. Job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: Dirty Girl is produced by me, Heather Ann Gottlieb, along with Cameron Tagge, Tristan Bankston, and Alex Salem. We are distributed by the Hoo-Ha-Ha Podcast Network. Our logo was designed by Kevin Laughlin. This has been a Hoo-Ha-Ha Podcast.